Welcome to Core Parenting Conversations with Kaylee. My name is Kaylee Kukla, and I've spent the last decade supporting children and families with challenging behaviors. As a mom of two, I appreciate how overwhelming and exhausting parenthood can often be. So I'm taking all of my book knowledge and combining it with real life experiences to change the dialogue around parenting. We'll have powerful conversations that always include practical tips so you can walk away feeling inspired and empowered to make simple yet impactful changes in your family's life. Let's dive in. Welcome back to another Behavior Bite episode. We are almost done with October's series of bi-weekly bite-sized episodes about specific, common, and often challenging early childhood behaviors. Today, we're discussing more of a common topic that parents bring to me, and that is the perceived inability of our child to accept no. Now, I say perceived because I think there's a big discrepancy of adult expectation and child development. We really need to tackle the adult expectation management before we can talk about how to support our child through this behavior pattern. First, let's start with the understanding that no is difficult to hear for anyone, adults included, much less children who are in the process of developing the skills needed to regulate their emotions see others' perspectives, delay gratification, communicate, and problem-solve, which are all really important for learning what to do when we hear no. And often our no surprises our child because they are wired to see things from their own perspective. And from their perspective, which is self-centered, which is developmentally appropriate, it's important for them to be egocentric in terms of development. So from their perspective, you were going to say yes. They expected a yes. So when you say no, they experience surprise. And the thing about the emotion of surprise is it's a quick emotion that intensifies the following emotion. So they're experiencing an elevated dose of disappointment. And disappointment is uncomfortable. Instead of expecting our children to independently regulate and problem solve, let's scaffold their experience a little bit, just a little bit. Let's support it proactively by saying a slow no and responsively by helping them regulate through the experience. So what's a slow no? Isn't that fun? It rhymes, which is why I was like, oh, this is catchy. People can remember this. Slow no. A slow no is when we slow down our delivery of the no. Speed and urgency trigger our threat detection system. A slower no can make it easier for our child to process and is less likely to trigger their threat detection system. So what does that sound like? I always start by restating the child's request. Oh, you want a cookie? This creates a pause between their request and my response, giving me a couple extra moments to collect my thoughts and be thoughtful with my reply. 
And it also helps the child feel understood because I'm essentially mirroring back or reflecting what they just told me. Then I'll state my concern. Hmm, well, you already had a cookie and our plan is to save the rest for tomorrow's party. All of these have long pauses to give the child time to process and respond with their concerns or their assertiveness of why they need the cookie or or whatever they want to share with us. It doesn't mean I'm necessarily going to change my mind. I could if there's some collaboration to be had here. I absolutely could. But it does mean I'm willing to listen to their point of view so that they feel understood. Next, I'll lay down a confident, clear no. No don't want to be wishy-washy. That's very confusing. So if we're going to say no, we say it clearly and confidently with a choice the child can make, such as it's not time to have a cookie right now. You can choose which one you want to set aside for tomorrow, though. Would you like to save a chocolate chip or a peanut butter cookie? The purpose of the choice is to help the child focus on where their power is and help them shift gears instead of letting them spiral (laughs) with the no. Now, let's be real. Does this work all the time? No. See, my guess is hearing that no probably didn't feel very good, did it? (laughs) But no, it doesn't work all the time. I'd say with my children, average is about 50% of the time, probably a little bit more with my eldest, who's now approaching at the time of this recording, age eight. So his brain maturation, he has a little more regulation. He has a little more capability of delayed gratification. We can really start seeing that development taking hold from early childhood. If you've tried the Instagram parenting tips and tricks to gain connection and cooperation with your child and it's still not working, or maybe you just want to grow your parenting toolbox or grow your own personal skill set. If you feel confused about how to respond to some of your child's bigger behavior, or maybe you need the encouragement and accountability to make the changes you know you and your family need, CORE offers the weekly support and tools to make these powerful shifts within a supportive, uplifting community. We talk about real-life parenting, not the neat and clean two-dimensional examples given on social media. You can learn more about my core membership program by heading to www.kayleekukla.com backslash core. It's a month-to-month membership. You can cancel it at any time, no strings attached, and it's meant to be on-demand parenting support so you can access it when it's needed and when it's convenient for you. The link is in the show notes to learn more. And now back to this core conversation with Kaylee. So what do we do when the no is just so hard to handle? Our job isn't, it is not to make our child learn how to accept no. That's the result of what we're teaching them. Our job is to build emotional safety around the feeling of disappointment and to build relational safety between us and our child. So what does that mean? We openly greet their emotion and accept it. When we're accepting of their emotions, 
that signals to them, this is safe. So I like to say, roll out the red carpet for that disappointment. Just here you go. Have at it. I may do this a bit verbally by saying something like, I hear you. You really wanted the green plate. Oh, it's so disappointing. You wanted the green plate and you got the yellow plate. But not all children will welcome words and that's okay. The most powerful emotional and relational safety comes from our energy. So establishing accepting energy by focusing on our own internal regulation is so important. One of the ways I do this is with mantras such as he's not giving me a hard time, he's having a hard time, or this is safe, we can handle this, or simply I can handle this, this is not an emergency. Just this morning, I'll give you a real life example here, okay? Just this morning, my child really wanted the green plate and his brother had the green plate. So a massive meltdown of being told no to getting the green plate ensued. We kept, we being my husband and I, kept confidently moving around the kitchen, empathizing with his feelings while not getting stuck with him. So not getting bogged down and continuing to empathize and validate while just like being there with him, but confidently moving around. We're right here for you. We hear you. After about five-ish minutes of working through the feelings, he was still laying on the floor crying about the green plate. By the way, those five minutes, they feel like an eternity when your kid is yelling and crying about a green plate. At this point, he had de-escalated a little bit. So he was willing to let me pick him up and I carried him to the couch, which is our like unofficial safe place hold him to co-regulate, and I was able to verbally help him process his feelings. Remember, he's de-escalated a little bit. He's not in the heightened, escalated meltdown mode anymore. So it sounded like you wanted the green plate and you got the yellow plate. And then I paused. Remember, we want to go back to slowing it down. He shared some feelings and then I related it to a funny story to create some curiosity. So I related it to Alexander's No Good, Very no good, very Bad Day, um, which he's not that familiar with. It's not a great SEL book, social emotional learning book, but he was curious about it. And he said, well, what didn't Alexander get? And I told him, well, he didn't get the color shoes he wanted. He didn't get like the food he wanted. He was really disappointed because he felt like nothing was going his way. And he thought about that for a little bit and kind of just didn't say anything. And so then, because now he's really de-escalated, he's engaged, he feels connected with me. Then I told him the green plate will be washed and ready for dinner tonight. I can go sit with you now at the table and you can eat your breakfast. After all of this, <laughs> he was able to accept no, even though it was hard. Another point I want to make is no's can compile, which is what happened this morning in particular. He woke up and thought there wasn't school because we have like a random day off this week for a holiday. And he was told, no, there is school. So right off the bat, he heard a no. And then right following that, he was told no to the green plate. So you see, he can handle one no. He kind of whined about school and then, you know, got ready, kind of entered the day. But the second no was too much. 
So many no's can add up quickly for children and all people. Think about it. When we feel constantly shut down throughout the day, we just start feeling defeated and frustrated and may eventually lash out. And we're adults. And that happens to us. So spend some time checking yourself on how often your child hears no. And if any of those no's are just reflexive and arbitrary, like automatic pilot setting, or if there's a no, maybe you could let go of, or maybe work to find a creative yes. Really, this topic is so deep. It's so rich. There's so much we could cover in this. I could do a much longer podcast. So what I would suggest is if this topic interests you, I have a limit-setting guidebook and two-part masterclass inside the core membership that deep dives into so many aspects of respectful limit-setting, regulation, and gaining clarity and confidence as a parent. You can learn more about the core membership by going to the link in the show notes. Thanks for listening today. If you found this episode helpful, please consider sharing it with a friend. I passionately believe that this information can change the world one family at a time, and I am honored that you are here. Thank you so much. We'll wrap up this series next week with our final two Behavior Bite episodes. So can't wait for you to listen in. Have a wonderful week.